everyone, and welcome to a new format. Yes, that's right, everybody. We decided that our old format was getting kind of musty and dusty, and we were running out of topics, and the last thing we want to do is repeat ourselves. So we're going to try out a new format here. And the new format is going to be one big game per month. Kind of think like our Yakuza podcast or our Siders podcast. Just a little more in-depth, stretched out. And then, of course, keep the two retro rewinds. So with me on this beautiful, brand new day, as Sting would say, is my good friend, Luke. Hello. Michael. Hello. And a man we're now calling Craig. <sighs> Hello. As you can see, big fan of this podcast. All right, so this time we uh, we all kind of brought two games to the table and we kind of argued over which one was going to win. And it seemed like the only unanimous vote we could get was for Super Mario Galaxy. Just a quick note, Super Mario Galaxy released in November of 2007. Pretty much hit everywhere around the same time. So, no big shakes there. Now, gentlemen, we all played Super Mario Galaxy before, yes? Yes. yes. So... Is coming back to this any different than your first time? Like, what was do you remember of playing it the first time? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels pretty familiar. I uh, the first thing I noticed is I've not played this since it came out, so I plugged my uh, Wii into my TV, and I've only been using it to emulate recently. So uh, playing a HD game on it, it looked pretty shocking with the uh, the SCART cable. So I bought like a little HDMI adapter, which uh, which made it look a lot better. So uh, yeah, it's it looks good. It still still holds up, I think. Yeah, shockingly, I I didn't actually play this at launch. I played it probably about a year or two later. Um, at the time, it, I thought it looked absolutely amazing. Uh, coming back to it, I was playing it on the Wii U, so I lost my original save data from my Wii copy, and uh, despite playing it on a 4K TV, which was quite a quite a boost over its native resolution it looked well it looks absolutely disgusting but <laughs> you give it roughly about an hour's time and the charm wins you over so i don't think that resolution impacted the experience whatsoever i had quite a similar thought as you like luke had played it at launch but i stuck it in and immediately thought oh i, rem- I remember this being beautiful and it's oh uh, but yeah, you very, very quickly ignore that, and you, when you focus on the game itself, it, it's really easy to ignore. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, as Mike, I didn't play it right at launch because I think this was around the time where I couldn't get my hands on a Wii, no matter how much I wanted one. So it was a little bit after launch that I played it, and I remember thinking at the time, this, this is the best Mario we'll ever get. You can't top this. If I still feel that way, well, you'll have to listen to find out. But at the time, I was absolutely enamored with this. So, gentlemen, we're all fans of Mario. So where does this fall in, like, the franchise for you? Because, like I said, I thought this was tops at the time. Couldn't beat it. Where do you guys kind of put this in your pantheon? Uh, I don't have any nostalgia with... um, I don't have any nostalgia with, with Mario. I was a Sega kid, and... Apart from a couple of the games on the 3DS, I don't think I've completed any of the other Mario games. So this, by default, is the top Mario game for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a very hard question, to be honest, Dave. There's there's loads of great Mario games. Uh, for a long time, I thought Mario 3 was so superior to Super Mario World that I didn't really ooh. include that in the series. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh that's fighting words, but, man. I know, I know, but there's there's so many of them, and and getting to now, you know, things like three D World and three D Land, they're they're brilliant additions going in a slightly different direction. Uh, it's it's near the top. I wouldn't say it's the top, but it's near the top. Yeah, for sure. And compared to Mario Odyssey, eh, I'd say the fairly equal footing. I think Galaxy edges it. Oh, okay. I mean, it's tricky for me. Um, I've recently played through Super Mario 3D World, and it's good and awesome and different and revolutionary, much like this was. It certainly would sit in my top Marios, but maybe not at the very top. Wow, really? 
Uh, coming back to me again, like with you guys, it took me a second to go, oh, that doesn't look like what I remember. But once you get past that, um, except for a few, and we'll talk about it, dud galaxies, I think. I think this is probably the highest level of me for the world's hitting as hard as they do. Because, like, if you're playing Super Mario Bros. 3, as soon as you get to, like, Plant World, you're like, eh. And, you know, every Mario game kind of has its dud worlds. It might not always be the same, but this, I think, has the lowest level of duds for me. So, I guess it's time to just crack right into the game. So, under gameplay generalities, let's talk aesthetics, let's talk music. What do you guys think of the way it looks? Because this does look very different than the one that came before it, which is, you know, Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, I, I quite like it. I mean, like, the the initial cutscene, I think, kind of gives you a good indication of where it's going. The The great thing about this game is that everything has so much charm and i think nintendo have like totally captured that i mean the first thing that kind of grabbed me was how how good bowser looks um it's not it's not like a really high definition look it's more it's a high definition for nintendo i guess and even on a console that's over 10 years old uh, that was underpowered when it launched you put this on and you can see that this is a powerhouse for the wii it is a great looking game so I, I really like the graphical the graphical choice they've they've made i'm actually kind of surprised like every time i see this it, it surprises me that it is on the wii because most crap on the wii look like crap and yet nintendo manages to squeeze like every little ounce of processing power or whatever they do to make things look actually not too bad compared to like ps3 and xbox yeah there's I think one one term I've got used to more recently is is something called specular highlights, and it's like <laughs> you know little reflections coming off the edge of things, stuff like that. And this this game sort of it does a hell of a lot. Like if you watch lava float across, or you know shooting a fire, if you look just look at Mario's overalls and his general like build quality, you sort of think, wow, this is you know this is the sort of stuff you'd expect from characters in. Uh, Smash Brothers or something, where it's a lot less complex on the whole, but um, somehow they managed to squeeze it in. It's, it is quite crazy. And then, I mean, the biggest thing, not not necessarily visual, but the fact that the, that weird gravity system, which, you know, is the centre of the game in a way, is, is sort of quite, quite a feat. Keeping it on the way it looks... It has that Nintendo thing where it looks like a cartoon yeah. while not looking cel-shaded or tune-shaded at all. And I think that's that's what really saves this game. Because everything has that kind of fat, plump look to it. Like those little little octop-rock things with the little antennas on their heads. They're nice. They're flat. They're, they're fat. They're plump. They're, they're just kind of – everything's kind of just chunky. I can't really think of anything slim in the game. Even the penguins are little fatties. It's true. Yeah, when you when you look at a lot of games, you you always think it's just this is a wire mesh and there's a texture over the top of it. But these all seem like they have got some sort of weight to them. And then when you see all the neon, you know, like uh, lighting coming off them and things like that, you're just thinking these are very highly highly detailed things. And uh, yeah, it does it does push that that uh, visual impact further. Yeah, Craig, you've been awful silent. I mean, are you a fan? Not a fan? It's all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah, yeah, it, it is a lovely looking game. Everything just looks absolutely beautiful about this. It's it's weird because, as I said, you hit it for the first time in however many years, and it, it isn't specific to the graphic fidelity that makes this game beautiful. It's everything that's contained within the world. It's the environment and the landscapes. And how the game draws your eye to where you need to go. The characters are all modelled beautifully. They're all soft and squishy and cuddly looking. Everything's stunning. And as you said, for the Wii, it really is a fantastic looking game. Yeah, you could um, you could hand me a stuff plushie of anything in this game, and I'll, I'll be pretty happy. Like everything just does have that squeezable feel. But. That's the aesthetics. Gentlemen, the sound. Like, this is the first game with, like, a full-blown orchestra soundtrack. And this w- stood a long time on my MP3 player. 
in terms of just chilling with video game music because everything here is fantastic. This game, there's a lot of repetition in it in the sense that it's fly to a galaxy, get a star, repeat. Um, and I'm one of these gamers that after a while I'll normally put on a podcast and kind of turn the TV down. But I couldn't do it with this game because every world, every galaxy has a completely different soundtrack. And each one of them is great. I, there wasn't one that annoyed me. It was just continuously great music. Some of it was nostalgic to um, like redone versions of older tracks from older games. Um, the sound effects were, they all kind of, they fitted perfect. And I don't know about you guys, but you know, there'd be things where I'd like, you'd pick up a star that would make you like Super Mario uh, and it would do the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. There's a level uh, where you can shoot yourself into one of those things. And I did it like three or four times in a row. I didn't have to just because I wanted to hear that music. It's great. Um, Nintendo <laughs> have mastered the art of of uh, of great sound design. I kind of wish, uh, just on that note, I kind of wish there had been more of the older tracks in there because you really only heard like the underground theme if you went down a pipe and there were only yeah. a few times you heard like the classic mario theme i would have liked to hear it a little bit more but what's here i can't complain about at all and i'm not sure but that this might be the first time you got the uh, captain toad music oddly enough oh yeah you know what you're right i think you're right this is the first captain toad music well, and appearance. i was quite surprised to hear that when you know i, I thought Oh, that must have appeared first in the Mario Mario 3D World game and then appeared in Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. But but no, the exact same song, despite being a, a very short version of it, is, uh, is in That's there. That's cool. <laughs> so while, really quick, while we're talking about the music, just to let you guys know, it was done by Koji Kondo and Mahito Yakoda. Does anybody have a favorite? Like for me, it was uh, Gusty Garden. Like that music is absolutely fantastic. I replayed that level a couple times just to chill with that music and then i remembered i have a tablet and i can just listen to it whenever i want i'm quite fond of the the battle music uh, especially the music when you're fighting bowser oh okay yeah it, it got the atmosphere just right i quite like the music that plays when rosalina's reading a story to you uh, despite having to sit through the story <laughs> it's just really calm and really nice you know like she could properly just read it to sleep oh yeah that kind of music box sound to it yeah yeah, yeah. definitely i just i love it So that's kind of all the aesthetic generalities. Let's talk about gameplay generalities. And this kind of does the same thing as Super Mario 64, where you're in a hub area where you have to go into a different building or a different area to get to the levels themselves. Uh, anybody not a fan of the hub world? Ah, uh, the hub world, yeah. Um, that raises my first uh, query, I suppose, on this game. I brought this up with you guys before and it was shot down <laughs> like a lead balloon like an absolute lead balloon but i found and i don't know whether it was my wiimote or my nunchuck or something i found that if you're running to say um towards the kitchen and you're running up to the kitchen you can round a cylinder and i found that if you held left to run left you gradually ran towards the screen just ever so slightly and it resulted in you jumping off um, so yeah, that that properly bugged the crap out of me. See, I thought this was just my nunchuck, but maybe there is something there because I was having the same problem, and it was throughout the game. I'd hold left, and I'd have to aim it up a little. Yeah, and there's other levels. There's um, there's one where you have to circumnavigate towards the center of an area, and you know it's like a maze-like structure, so you have to go up and down, but you also have to run left and right. And when you're running left and on there's that, sand. You come yeah. towards the screen. It's the yes. Same thing. Yeah, that was doing my head in. I had to hold the I had to hold the analog stick like a, a diagonal. Okay. All right. Now, now, 
I had a, I had a little bit of trouble with some of the levels. Like I, I ended up holding the nunchuck in my right hand. I am right-handed, so that felt a little weird at first. But I had finer control over the thumbstick. But I, I did notice, like I started to do that thing too, where you're holding it left, and it seems like it's squidging down a bit. Yeah, yeah. And for yeah. me, I fixed that by just changing the way I held it. Like I noticed, I was tilting the nunchuck as I was moving the stick, and if I made sure I like planted it on my chair and held it straight. I didn't run into that problem anymore. So I I can't say if that's the same thing for you guys, but once I did that, that, that kind of fixed it for me. But I, I, I but I did notice like going from if you go from like left to right, Mario kind of moves all weird like. He doesn't smoothly turn around and go the opposite way. He so moves wonder, like a fat man. Well he's not fat, he's kind of chubby. Anyway, we're talking hub world, man. All right, hub world. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think it's a fantastic wee area. To be honest, it's kind of, it's nice. It's got its own individual areas. It's got its own charm. It's got the kitchen and the, the other engine room. areas. Yep. Yeah, the engine room, the garden, whatever else. Um, but it's also got its own wee puzzles. It's got some f- rotating platforms and it's got some hidden lives and, um, it's got some guys that you can feed star bits to, which. Probably technically cannibalism. It is kind of it's weird. Um, now see, I I'm not a fan of this hub world. I found it more of a pain in the butt to get where you need. Like if you forgot and came back the next day, and like okay, wait, was I in the engine room or was I in the kitchen? To go and check where you have to go next was just a bit of a pain in the butt. But there was the map at the start that showed you where what you'd done. Yes, yes, but I played all helter skelter. I didn't like do uh, this whole galaxy no, you don't play like that you don't play like that you you do it you do one at a time and then you move on to the next one that's look i have some galaxies play. i don't get along with okay and i had to <laughs> avoid those until i needed that 60th star all right <laughs> mike you've been quiet what do you think of the hub world uh, i'm just digesting everything here because uh the nunchuck issue i think that was something i sort of dismissed early um, just to go back to that, and I, I really am not sure if maybe the you know the analog stick on there only has a certain number of directions and they're not exactly right or something. But but that's the impressions I got. Um, the other thing was that in the in the actual hub world itself, I always found it was easy to know where I'd been to because if I got far enough away from the start and I got some sort of teleporter that would take you back. I would not touch those teleporters for fear of being sent on a one-way trip where I'd have to make make my way back to where I'd just got to. So it was only at the very end of the game that I linked all the lines up to get the fast travel between Is places. That the, you can and, fast uh, travel? It, Is that the, the guys that are hanging exactly, about the place? But you, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but my he doesn't God. say once you travel back down you'll be able to travel back up hence I left them thinking I'm not going back there to make my way back here because that would be a chore <laughs> yeah I didn't notice that either <laughs> although it is worth adding that at the very at close to the end of the game or close to the, the end of the game as I saw it you do actually get the uh, the flight ability which is useful in the hub although the hub is technically a bit too small for its use, I'd guess. Alright, so uh, we, we've we all kind of had problems with the nunchuck. I kind of agree with Mike. I think that is one of the crappier analog sticks I've ever played with, other than maybe Dreamcast. Is anybody here a fan of Wiimote and nunchuck? I hate the Wii controls. I just I can't find <laughs> a natural position to sit where you've got to use the remote like a remote and the nunchuck. I my arm was continuously getting into different sorts of cramp um, and the fact that the controller wasn't one where I had, you know, two different hands moving different directions, it just isn't for me. Um, I was really going to, I was thinking about getting Super Mario Galaxy 2 after this, but after the first one, I just don't want to pick up a Wii nunchuck ever again. It it just doesn't, doesn't work for me. And in this game, there's a, there's a move that's only tied to motion controls, so if you spin the the remote, you'll do like a flip or um, like a spinning jump, uh, and you need to you need that to jump higher and also to tackle enemies. Like I I broke my arm really bad when I was a kid, and I just could not do this move without causing pain in my arm. So I've <laughs> like um, 
repetitive strain injury since I started playing this game and I'm so glad I've finished it. Now the game's game's great, but yeah, fuck the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I stopped doing like the, the spin your wrist all around to try to get the spin move. I ended up just holding it down by like the bottom of my chair and just smacking the chair with it every time I wanted to do the spin. Okay. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I I thought it was it was good that it, it's it's not strictly written anywhere, but but um, I had the odd problem where the thing well let's let's be a let's be a let's show off a little bit here. Basically, the the bezel to my TV is too thin for me to put a sensor bar on top of, so I had to I had to put it underneath the TV, but the the bottom panel is sloped downwards, so it can't actually sense the Wiimote properly. So I'd have to do an awkward position to get it working, and I can't be bothered fitting blue tack to get the right right sensitivity on there. But um, the the, the waggle is the only thing that doesn't seem to have a, a connection to the sensor bar. But another thing is that if you actually take your Wiimote off screen, pressing A on things like, for example, level select stuff like that, it just automatically goes straight to the latest one unless there's a cursor on the screen. So there are sort of short shortcut techniques for getting around the game, but you wouldn't really notice unless you had the problems that I had of being off screen a lot of the time, unless I put a bit of a dedication into t- aiming at the screen. Yeah, my TV's the same as you, Mike. I have double face tape and the, the bar is just slapped on top of it. So it doesn't move. I have to move to you know, get in there, but I didn't have a problem so much with like being on screen. I mean, I, I, when I first played this, I totally loved the wee, um, the the gimmickiness of it, the motion controls. I absolutely and utterly loved it. This time round, um, I don't know whether it's age or something else. I'm not too sure. Um, I just couldn't be bothered with it. I kind of just get a sore wrist, I've got repetitive strain, it's awkward to hold it, it's awkward to set, I've found it a wee bit, a wee, a wee bit worse this time round, I suppose. Did it, how long did it take for everybody to give up on collecting star bits with the pointer? Uh, yeah, I, I did that I, to the end, that was actually the one oh, that wow. I quite enjoyed. Wow. Uh, it was like Second Galaxy, and I was like, you know, I really don't need those star bits, it's fine. Well, how are you going to feed the hungry Pinatas well, or whatever they are. That, that actually leads into another great gameplay generator. Oh my gosh, Craig. Segway. Segway. So, if you're like me, and you're like, I'm just too lazy to point at the screen and I don't like this crap, then they did a nice thing where, depending on how you defeat an enemy, they'll change their rewards. If you jump on an enemy, say old Mario style, you get a coin. And if you spin into them and then kick them, like this game introduces, you'll then get this game's currency, which is star bits. And star bits are used for one of two major things. Number one is they unlock, not secret levels, but bonus levels. And number two is you you or the second player can shoot a star bit at an enemy to stun him. Did anybody play co-op out of curiosity? I played co-op with myself by shooting the star bits while I was playing. (laughs) (laughs) i played a little bit with my daughter and the nice thing is she can do all of the collecting star bits things and the bad thing is is she shot a goomba about 120 times and i was out of star bits so it's kind of a good if you have a younger kid that wants to play along with you they can't interfere in any way really so i gotta say i'm a bit of a fan of the co-op in this even though if they're older uh yeah they're they're gonna get really bored fast Anything else on Starbits? Anybody wants to talk about? Yeah, it's a cool mechanic. It it's it's different and it's like um it's like every new Nintendo console. The first couple Nintendo games, if not all of them, like they heavily focus on whatever perk there comes with the console. So this one, that's it's called the gimmick, Luke. Gimmick, okay, <laughs> perk gimmick. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um. Yeah, but like you, Dave, after after I'd picked up a few, I was like, nah, this is enough. The only time I'd pick up is at the start of a level, so I'd have enough to shoot something if I needed it, but otherwise I'd try and avoid it, just because... Um, there are... Uh, there's a, a lot of those hidden levels that are kind of a portion of the way into a level where you need to feed a Luma 20 or 30 yeah. star bits, and you kind of think, ah, oh, 
turn around and you look and there are the exact number of star bits sitting behind you. All right, okay, I'll go back and get them for you. No, that's when you go, it's time to go hungry, little Luma, and walk away. Poor poor Luma, he's going to go hungry. Uh, I, I did not do a lot of the collection on the Lumas. For the Lumas this time, it was like, eh, whatever. Because like, like uh, Mike, I think it was, I transferred all my stuff to the Wii U, and I didn't have my save file. So it was just kind of, well, I don't feel like doing that crap anymore. Uh, among the new mechanics, along with the star bits, is gravity plays a huge part in this game. And it's kind of hard to explain, but you'll be j- jumping from little planetoid to little planetoid, and... Only once in a while did I get a problem where the cutoff point between where one gravity's ends and another gravity's begins. Like, I would think I'm getting ready to jump to the next planet, but nope, I didn't jump quite far enough, so you get sucked back even though you're, like, past the halfway point. Did anybody else have a problem with that? Occasionally. Occasionally. But, uh, I mean, the, the the entire point of this game was sold to me in one of the earliest demos, I think, where I saw something like, uh, you know... Uh, one of those like from the very early planets where it's you know flip over onto the other side but it was someone jumped off a tower on one side of the map did you know a a a ducking dive went zooming straight forward and then went round the planet and landed in the middle of the underside and that was pretty much you know that was the idea that sold the game i think to to a lot of people but there, there are a few tricky bits and you know, looking back at it now, at the time, it, it seemed perfect. But I think looking back at it now, you can see a few sort of like, you know, a few sort of patchy little seams in the middle of, of the process of, of going through the gravity thing. But uh, I think overall, it didn't really, it didn't, it didn't bother me too much, I don't think. I think I was happy with, with what I got. No, no, I, I don't take what I said as, as me damning it. Like, it's a lot of fun. And it's it's does your head in sometimes like every once in a while you'll expect to just fall off of something because you forget you're playing super mario galaxy and then you go on the other side like oh yeah that's the thing here yeah it adds a whole other dimension a whole other galaxy (laughs) to the gameplay oh boom just put everyone on the spot here did did everyone was everyone's main form of transport doing the I, i don't know what you call it the lunge jump or the the duck jump, oh, the long jump. The what? You know where you you crouch. The crouch jump. jump. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, it's long jump. Yeah. Even when it wasn't needed, just go. I need to walk over this top bit, and you just do the lunge jump just for the hell of it, just to get that extra bit of gravity out of it. Oh yeah. It. Oh okay, good, good. So it's not just me. Yeah, I was triple jumping and long <laughs> jumping all over the place here. Good job. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, another. Oh god. I I was just going to add that the um, the. If you hold the duck button and then jump, you'll do like a backflip. I use that quite a lot to get yeah oh, to yeah, get to higher flip. places. Yeah, is it just no, me that does it that? feels like you're cheating sometimes, though. It feels like you can break parts where you're expected to go a bit of a longer way by using it. But but it has been a known thing since Mario sixty four. So I guess it's sort of like you know, yeah, it's kind of baked in for us. I think. Um, so so if you haven't played this, Mario has his usual set of moves. He has a triple jump. The the long jump, the backflip. Uh, he also does um, the, the spin, the twirl at the end that we talked about. And I didn't, did you guys, how did you guys attack enemies for the most part? Like most of the time I found myself doing the 360 spin kick. Yeah, yeah. Almost, that was kind of my go-to attack in this game for most enemies that weren't bosses. Yeah, unless like you said earlier, unless I, I was running low on health and I need the coin, so I'd jump on the heads instead. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah, the spin attack. Is the spin kick the the wobble of the nunchuck, or the remote? No, no, no. You uh, you hold Z and then you hit B oh. and then run it. Oh no, you just hang on. I thought you just ran straight into them after spinning them. There's another move that I didn't know. Oh, oh yeah, you you crouch down and then he does like that break dancing three sixty. Oh kick. my god, why oh, didn't I didn't know about this? this. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used this the last time I played it either. Holy crap. Oh, oh wow. He spins around in a circle while kicking. Oh man. And that's what Z and or Z and B. Uh it, no, it, it's Z and attack. I've 
So, Z, Z spin. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, the only thing I've been doing is that, that wiggle, and that's where the majority of the pain in my arm's been coming from. So, if I'd known about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he doesn't. Oh, you know, you, you guys are right. I'm sorry. You're right. It is spin the Wiimote while he's crouching. For some reason, I thought there was an attack button. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, that is another thing. He does not have his, like, three-hit combo that Mario normally does in 3D games. So everything is either slapping the Wiimote up against the bottom of your chair or jumping on them. I tended to avoid them just so I, I didn't have to because um, I found that the jumping on the head could be a little bit difficult. Uh, I seemed to over overreach a lot of the time. Unless I had to. Yeah, it is a little weird to judge depth in this thing just because of the way the planet yeah. curves. But it's not a game where you need a lot of combat. You can kind of run past the monsters majority of the time. Or I found that. Look, they're, they're not monsters. Okay, <laughs> they're just little mushroom guys and turtles. and They're not monsters. <laughs> they're not a better Zelda than Zelda. Yeah, they are. Goombas are a better Zelda than Zelda. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um. So another big thing that this game did and... At first, I was kind of hesitant because, oh, you can't you can't introduce a new character here. That's stupid. Um, in the end, how do you guys feel about Rosalina? Like, they've really embraced her. She's appeared in more games, I think, than Daisy now. Yeah, yeah I like Daisy. I'm a huge fan of Rosalina. Like, if there's a game like, say, Mario 3D Worlds, was that the Wii U one? Or is that Land? It's Mario 3D World on the Wii U. Okay. All right, so yeah, like Mario 3D World, yeah, yeah, I'll never play as Peach again. Give me Rosalina, man. That's that's the way to go. Yeah, Mario Kart, Rosalina. Mario Kart, Rosalina. Yeah, I quite like her. Initially, I thought she just looked like some sort of slightly—I don't know if this word's even in circulation anymore—but slightly emo version of Princess Peach. But I don't know. <laughs> her, her, okay, yeah, her yeah. appreciation, her appreciation of crying is second to none. But <laughs> it's, it's quite an odd one. <laughs> there's a solid amount of character building for Rosalina uh, which I think is quite nice yeah I think she's got more character building than Mario himself you are uh, onto is... something here I think I mean let's think about it. we don't even know what Mario is because you play Mario Odyssey he's walking around with normal people then what the hell is Mario but yeah like like they like you said they really invest in Rosalina here and I can't imagine how much you'd hate this game if you didn't like Rosalina but do, I personally love her do you her. want me to read the story? no 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 not now that's Operation Sequel stuff man that's not that's not this stuff um <laughs> oh, advice is everything Ugh. you just threw me right off track man oh where were we gravity <laughs> uh, okay no okay got it so with Rosalina uh, at certain points during the game you can go into this little hut, and Rosalina will be reading a story to all the Lumas, and you can sit and listen. It's a library. Uh, <laughs> it's not. A, it's that. That's a very small library. I mean, you're stuck on this ship for years. But uh, we'll we'll touch more on like her story later. But just broad, guys. Did you guys enjoy those little storybook sections? I joked before we started this saying I didn't like them, but actually, I, I actually really did like them. Uh, they were just. As I said, music is lovely. It's nice getting a bit of backstory for a character, a bit of good fleshed out backstory. You know, I didn't remember to go and visit her until chapter five, so I'd unlocked a good portion of the storybook by then. I just sat listening to it all. It's, it's a lovely thing. Oh, yeah, and I love the way that it's opt-in. You don't ever need to go see it. And that's great, because when Nintendo tries to do story, especially in Mario, they tend to bumble it quite bad. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to come out and say that I kind of prefer the way Peach is just precise and to the point. Mario, I've baked your cake. I don't care about your story, Mrs. Space Lady. I don't want you Aww. to read your story. <laughs> I just want some cake, okay? <laughs> I don't love you, Space Mom. <laughs> I only Aww. went to one of her, one of her readings. That's a heart of stone, readings. man. Readings. <laughs> like it's a cult. <laughs> I'm really going to have to hope one of you guys can break this story down to me because I don't remember touching anything <laughs> this time and I, I don't even remember it from the past, to be honest. But so, don't worry, Craig. Craig, on the next episode, will totally enlighten you on the whole story. 
I will. I wouldn't read it all out, though. All right. So another thing this game added that I'm not a big fan of, and there's also another thing I'm not a big fan of, but is those sticky stars. Oh, oh, really? Why not? Yeah. They're they're a pain in the butt. They're quite a satisfying mode of transport. I don't know if that's what they can be called. The wee element of speedy quick timeliness. Explain what they are. What what are they? Okay, so what they are, they're they're blue stars that have a small center of gravity, and you actually have to use your pointer and click on them, and they will drag Mario towards it. And if there's say a line of them, you can drag Mario along with them. They make a really satisfying noise, you know. It's all about noises with you, man. It's all noises. <laughs> so, Craig, you're a fan. Mike, Luke, uh, did, you, did you guys like these? I think there's some coolness to it. I like I like the idea that, say, when you've got five of them, which seems to be the most frequent thing, you can sort of flick between them quickly and hit new areas which you weren't supposed to get between them. It's it's, it's pretty cool. It's got nice it's got nice control to it. In, in the full grand scheme of things, I don't know if it really fits, but I don't know. They're star-shaped. Oh, you know, you get, like, five in a circle, I suppose, and there's a life in the middle of it. So you've got to kind of juggle gravity and, and grab over to get the life. All right, cool. all right. So then, you know what? That's a great segue. Let's talk about lives. Guys, do lives matter at all in this? At all? Not in the slightest. It's almost curious the way they included it. See, um, so when you go back to the hub area, Peach sends you a letter through a toad um, who gives you like five extra lives. And I got that letter and took it and I was like, yeah, I'll take those five extra lives. And then I turned off the game and came back and I had like lost all those lives. And this is just when I'd started and I was really annoyed. I was like, oh, what happened to my lives? And I realized don't doesn't matter. Like <laughs> you get them so frequently. <laughs> um- yeah. Well, that's actually a thing. Like, the game does not save your lives. Whenever you boot it up again, you start with five. Yeah. And always. So, I, yeah, I'm wondering, like, at this point, why even include them? Because did anybody get a game over out of curiosity? No shaming. I'm just curious what happens. I didn't see what happens when you get a game over. Uh, No, I didn't. No, I, too, did not get one. Well, let's pretend and say when you get a game over, it just sets you back at the hub world with five lives anyway. So... In the end, oh no! When when you get a game over, it deletes your save file. <laughs> that would actually be fun. But yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of the lives being in here, and it's, it's not because I don't like having stakes in a game. I love having stakes in a game. It's just it's so what's the word? What's the word? Vestigial that it doesn't really matter anymore. And what Mike brought up that we probably edited out was motion controls. My favorite thing in the whole world since Skyward Sword. So, gentlemen, who likes motion controls? Who who would prefer to play play monkey ball for quite a lot of the times that you had to do that weird balancing act with Mario? Anyone, oh, everyone! Oh, that that was my favorite mini game. Really? I loved oh. that with with the with the whole you know you hold it upright and then you tilt and, and then you I jump, loved that. And then you lose control for a second and you're not able to press the jump button in time. And you'll fall down another hole repeatedly. Ugh. Yeah, like I have it on my notes. <laughs> Hurry, scurry, galaxy! My favorite mini game. I'll take that over like the surfing. Oh, the surfing's awful. In fact, anything anything to do with the water, I found a bit challenging the swimming the surfing everything okay all right then so throughout the game you will run across these and we'll talk about them more in detail than we are right now but you'll you'll have these one shot where there's just one star available to get and it's kind of a mini game like there is there's turtle cell shell surfing there's you know basically playing monkey ball uh are there any other ones guys uh, there's the one where you have to throw the bombs um, and like blow up so many objects with a limited amount of bombs. I can't remember what that oh, was. Oh yes, called. thank you, Luke. And uh, there's the one with the shrinking platforms. Yeah, I think Craig's right on that. There's the one with the the shrinking platforms, and you've got to run around the edges and get the edge bits. And it's in the is it in the shape of Mario or something like that? I can't remember. Yeah, yes, it is. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, my favorite one was the one where you have to jump on all the buttons to make them all the same color. And there's one quite late on in the game in the Dreadnought Galaxy, where there's all the buttons on a hill, 
sectioned off with electric fences, so you have to do the buttons one section at a time. And there's bombs rolling down the hill, you know, like dog bombs. Oh, with the within... ca- from the kennels. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that level actually also has a really satisfying mechanic where you've got to run on a bolt to unscrew the bolt to f- get yourself further down a platform. It's it's really cool. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. No, I didn't like it. (laughs) So, the last gameplay generality that we'll talk about here is power-ups. There are new power-ups here that have never been seen before, and one of them can die in a fire. (laughs) Tell me it's a spring. Oh my gosh, I hate that spring, Mario. Oh my gosh. I love him. Oh, he's great. Uh, He adds so much to it. How How can you guys not like that? It's brilliant. So, for anyone... Anyone that hasn't played it, you pick up a, you get wrapped in a spring, and you have to jump as the spring hits the ground to get higher. Otherwise, the spring loses momentum. But that's pretty much all you can do is jump. Uh, so and you have you can't to navigate stop the moving. world. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, you, it means you can traverse the world like so much quicker. I love it. No, no, Spring Mario is the type of guy that comes over for a party and then crashes on your couch and pukes all over your floor. Spring Mario <laughs> is not a good guy. Now, I think if you're we're talking, a bit harsh. Uh, B Mario, B Mario's a bro. Yeah. He comes over, and he brings more than just potato chips. You know, he brings like a sheet pizza. B Mario is pretty He's cool. He's got a lot of abilities for what what he is really, hasn't he? With the flying, the wall climbing, uh, the yeah, av- the avoiding watering. <laughs> I don't know what that ability. Yeah, is. I, I made that one up. So, so B Mario gives you limited flight, not like in the raccoon tail sense of flight, but like honest to goodness flight. And you can do it for, I believe I counted it out. It's like nine seconds of flight. And since you're a bee and a bee's natural predator is, you know, drops of water, you have to avoid drops of water or you become regular Mario again. And a lot of levels are built around you having to land on specific like lily pads or avoiding drops of water to get to where you're going. I personally, that's my favorite new ability here. Ex- I like ice, ice Mario. That's another one here. Uh, Mario can ice skate. Uh, he took all that time he spent with Sonic at the Olympics and he's putting it to good <laughs> use here. He can speed skate with the best of them. So what's, what's favorite power up do you guys have? Like what, which one was it? Where it's like yes. Oh, I really enjoyed Ace Mario. You could get up to quite a speed with them, but um, the best bits were the bits where you had to kind of like turn into Ace Mario, run across a level, and then like jump up a couple of fountains. Yeah. And the fountains would freeze, and you'd get access to the higher level. Oh, there was a, a very fiendish Ice Mario bit with lava, if I remember right. Between, uh, I think it was an optional thing, and I don't know why I stuck at it. Where it was basically you, you skated along the lava and then you had to jump upside down to another bit, do the exact same thing again, do it again. By which point you're going mate. so fast and you can't, you have to judge your, I mean, you couldn't, you could have done it while you were not skating, but you know, you have to go fast. You, you can't go anything but fast. <laughs> so, and the thing is, I couldn't find a way to break his momentum once I was already at full speed skating. So I'd sort of like, be holding off because if you start skating you've lost full control and it was but that was that was a, a bit frustrating there's not many i did that like first that. attempt mike and i didn't skate <sighs> sorry yeah, <it's> <laughs> i just ran god. oh my god uh, you guys are missing one of the best transformations boo mario yeah the yeah the one never gets used man it's like in what two levels yeah and that's it yeah but he's great boo mario is amazing Oh, Boo Mario's great. His little ghosty mustache. He's adorable. Boo Mario is great. It, it's kind of sad they didn't use him that much, though. There's a few things throughout this game which, like, you you see appear and you think, oh, that's going to become more rev- prevalent in the game, but it just doesn't happen. It was like those um, weird cactus things that you could, you could slingshot yourself with as well. Apart from a couple levels at the start, you don't see them that often. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that boss fight with the spider, too. You use those to... You pull it back, you smack the spider, those yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, it, how do you guys feel about it? Is that a good thing that Nintendo had so many ideas they wanted to cram in this, or do you wish they would have baked more of the ideas they had into this instead of cram- trying to cram everything? Because there's a lot here that I think they could have split into like another game besides Mario Galaxy Two. I don't know. Um, I mean, the the biggest point I was going to say about Boo Mario a second ago was that. 
Uh, you know, I used him on the Luigi's Mansion bit, but then when it came to later on in the game, there was a point where uh, there was a tunnel going straight ahead of you, and and I basically had a choice: do I want to go B Mario or do I want to go, go Ghost Mario? And it was like, you know, I thought I'm probably only going to use these the second time ever throughout the entire game now, anyway. Or maybe use B Mario a bit more than the rest. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's literally like one or two uses, unless you could, you're willing to go to a uh, extra galaxies where hopefully they got used a bit more. And I think they did, if I remember right, when I played the played it years back. All right, the last thing I would like to talk about is the camera, because when you're playing Nunchuck and Wiimote, you get no camera control. Did you guys often buck up against this camera? Well, I mean, there was the button you could press that would reset the camera and put behind you. Yeah, the C button. Yeah, yeah but that was like, you know, right. circa 1992, that was like a thing. It didn't work uh, all the time like, as well. There were some set angles. No, it didn't. Yeah, sometimes yeah, there were some odd angles. In, mm-hmm. I was doing that in the Monster Hunter World beta the other day. Well, well that, <laughs> you can't say that because then that dates this. <laughs> oh, okay. I know. Oops. Uh, Mike was doing that in Monster Hunter World the other day too, so I mean it's not like it's an outdated mechanic. No, that's mechanic. the future. That's the future. You, you can't balance this one out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's put it this way. It, it's not like that feature isn't in games anymore. It's still being used in games. It's just when there's platforming I really prefer to be able to line up the camera the way I want so I'm not having to jump off at like these odd 45 degree angles. But on the whole, did you guys like the camera? Yeah, yeah. it wasn't terrible. I, I thought it, it did the job most of the time. Um, and, you know, the, the best thing about it is that if you're willing to mess about with the camera, that's where you'd likely to find more of your secrets and stuff. You know, they always keep things just off the edge of the screen so that you can only catch things. You know, that's that's one of the beauties about, about discovering these games sometimes. If you're willing to explore a bit. You get the get the fun from it, and I think the camera angles did enough to keep you intrigued, thinking there could be something off this side of the screen. You never know what's happening, and uh, you know, for a game with this sort of graphical level plus the gravity, it could, you know you can't have absolutely everything. The camera is going to struggle with this, and the fact that it survives is probably a probably a good testament to its quality, I guess. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not da- again. I'm not damning it. It's just every once in a while it would be frustrating. Ah, come on, camera, just turn a little bit. Can I segue here? You you know what? Segway, Luke. Segway. Thank you. Uh, so one thing I noticed about this game, and I'm not sure if it was a design choice on purpose or not, but like the levels, they're not like full of guff. It's not like they're they're padded out. And one thing I noticed is the camera kinda as Mike said, it it pans out in certain ways to let you see things in the distance that you might be able to get to or that might like a secret like it's not like here's here's your path and round the path we've got a little bit of water over here and a little bit of this over here it is just these are all bits to get you to your next objective and i quite like that it's it makes it it makes it more manageable to get the one star and to play it in pieces rather than this is a big open world game yeah it's kind of it everything you see it's either a platform to move on or it's a hazard. It's really yeah. that simple on a lot of these galaxies, but, yeah. You know, there's multiple different main Mario games by this point. And, you know, some of the weaknesses of, of games like Odyssey become the strengths of games like Galaxy, you know, because they just, they, they're they more laser-focused, and it's, it's quite good to have that linearity sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Depending on, upon what day of the week it is. I'm not saying open-world Mario's aren't. Not bad either. <laughs> All right. So this is starting to run a little long, gentlemen. Let's push this on to the beginning of the game. Oh, God. The beginning. <laughs> so you finally listen to this. You're like, you know what? These guys are really annoying, but maybe it's a good game. So you decide to boot it up. First thing you get to is the Star Festival. And this has all the hallmarks of a wonderful little Nintendo opening. Until Bowser comes along. And uh, who wants to be Bowser? Uh, let's make Luke. Bowser. Oh, oh, oh. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Bowser comes along, does what Bowser does, smashes you, and steals the princess. You land on this little galaxy, and that's really where the game begins. This little tutorial planetoid, I guess. 
where you have to pretty much capture a bunch of bunnies. And Craig is a big fan of capturing Mips the bunny. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And this is basically to show you guys, okay, you can go on the underside. You can go through sometimes. It's basically a, these are the things you'll have to worry about in this game kind of tutorial. And after that is when it opens up on the ship and you can go and actually go to a galaxy. Were you guys bored by this, knowing what you know, like you've played it before? Does this still hold up the second time? Or was it just, all right, come on, give me the damn bunnies. I want to get on with the game. Well, this this is the one that's used in all the Smash Brothers levels. This is the one that's, uh, you know, it's on the front cover of the, the game, if I remember right. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's iconic in its own way, the Gateway Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, like like uh, this is the Smash Brothers stage in the Wii U version. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. But did you guys find this a slog to get through, or was it still kind of enjoyable? Uh, it was mostly enjoyable. It does give you quite a rounded refresher on all the core mechanics of the game in one yeah. easy to digest level. So it's not it's not the worst thing ever. It's better than games pausing with a splash saying you must do this to progress or anything it's just a nice intro to the game so yeah it's it's fairly pleasant apart from the bunnies yeah that's uh, something that's kind of annoyed me about modern nintendo games is they're very handholdy at the start like they they don't let you kind of off the reins for a good while but this one just kind of lets you get on with it you get a couple couple screens of text and it's not even screens it's paragraphs and then it's crack on, mate. You've got you've got a load of stars to get. Hurry up. Uh, personally, yeah, I was kind of on the. All right, come on, let's go, let's go. I know I finished the game. I know how to play. I, I, the only thing I would wish was let me skip the tutorial world button. That would be about it. But even then, it's not too awful painful unless you're having trouble with the bunnies. But I can't complain that much about it. So once you finish this world, you get to be on the spaceship and you get to go to your first little galaxies and this is where the game truly starts join us next time where we go through the rest of the game and we talk about our final thoughts and what we think of this as a whole and that's about it i really have nothing else if you would like to check in with us you can do so on twitter or gmail or facebook and we will catch you next time gentlemen say good night good night good night uh, uh, uh.